Welcome everybody to Wednesday night or Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> when is when is this, Olivier? It's Wednesday. It's the day before. It's the day before tomorrow. It's the day before tomorrow. It's the day after yesterday. Is that what it is? Somewhere in there. That's what it is. <laughs> it's Wednesday, our midweek prophecy update. And once a month, it's Olivier and myself. And uh, we do all things Jewish. We're going to be doing that today. There's some things that, folks, we really need to know. But first of all, I want to say this. Olivier, you've been two-timing on me with James Cadiz. <laughs> I know. You know, I've had, I've, I woke up in the middle of the night thinking, what if once in a while, James, Olivier, and Tom would do something together? Then it would be a fight, but who's going to be able to talk? Oh, James. James will be able to talk. <laughs> <laughs> we, already, right. we, already, we already know that. Hey, congratulations that on that. That's really cool. So once a week, you're actually going to be doing that with James. And, uh, yes. Yes. This, I'm really excited. He's, his heart for Israel and his heart for my people and his understanding of the Bible is, is, is a blessing. And it's yeah. a gift to the community. It yeah. really is. Like you. Amen. Uh, well, this is fantastic. It's always a blessing having you here. I can't wait to go back up to Washington to visit you again and have some of that great food that we had at your house. Uh, so you ready to start? Absolutely. Okay. So a few things. This comes out of Israel. Biden picks BDS activists as assistant secretary for human rights. I want to ask you about that because you know this person, this lady. Apparently there's an association with Airbnb and the BDS movement. And we're watching anti-Semitism increase. Here's another one. Uh, um, the Biden administration is gifting Iran $90 billion. Did you hear about that? Uh, I No, actually, this yeah. is, I, I heard 90, rumors. Is it, is it official? Uh, apparently it's official. It's going to give Iran $90 billion. Part of it is to make up for the terrible things that the Trump administration did to them. Um, you look at this, you go, this is just insanity. See, we see this, but these things fit Bible prophecy. Then there's this, will Biden sacrifice Israel over Iran? That was out of the Jerusalem Post. There's so much to talk about that's going on right now, Olivier. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> but I want to ask you about this. You wrote an article uh, for your website, newantisemitism.com. I also posted it on my website, hopeforourtimes.com, under featured articles. And it's this, and it's just an excellent article. I would encourage everybody to read it, especially if you have any concept of what the Bible says in the last days and what the Bible says about the nation of Israel and the Jews. And your article title is Do Jewish Lives Matter Only in Theory? And this is about a lady, 65 years old, Sarah Halimi. Um, you know, I've read the article. You wrote the article. Will you tell all of our viewers uh, what the story was and is regarding Sarah Halimi. Well, uh, Tom, 2017, uh, she's a Jewish, was a uh, retired doctor, Jewish woman, 65 years old, uh, and uh, living in Paris. And uh, in 2017, uh, her Muslim neighbor uh, came into her house and uh, started screaming, you know, Quranic uh, uh, verses, Allah Akbar, and uh, calling her all kind of anti-Semitic names, and then killed her and threw through the window from the third floor of her apartment onto the street. She, of course, she died, and uh, 
Um, so this this was it, it made the news back then in France, at least. And the, the man was arrested and he was going to go on trial. And then they found out that the man was high on cannabis. He was he basically he, he was smoking uh, cannabis and the uh, French judicial system, the equivalent to the Supreme Court. It's known as the uh, La Cour de Cassation, which is the highest court decided just about two weeks ago that the man, because he was high on uh, on uh, cannabis was not responsible for the death of that woman. So he was not, it's, he was not even going to, they, they would not even put him on trial. And it's like killing her a second time, basically. And uh, uh, w- what is really frightening to bring perspective uh, to, to this whole thing is that in France, if you throw, now hear me out here, if you throw your dog out the window, you go to jail for a year. But if you throw a Jew at the window, you walk free. Wow, this is unbelievable. This is totally wicked. So the the reason he let him off is because he smoked pot. So he smoked pot. So okay. it's opening a it's opening a brand new door now to to people who want to uh, do it murderous is. acts. And say, hey, listen, I was I was you know smoke a joint before you do it, even if you're yeah. you know coherent enough to do whatever. And you know what? He was coherent in, and it was he was coherent enough to decide he was going to smoke a joint. Yeah, and he was, and and so yeah, this is just unbelievable. Um, so, but this is pure wickedness. So I look at this, it literally has placed her life, the life of a Jew beneath that of a dog in France. I believe what's happening in these other countries, what's happening in Canada, what's happening in France, uh, what's happening in, in is it's, 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 it's going to happen here in America too. And we see things going the, all these different directions. But we're watching them. They're going to infiltrate. We have a, a we, we look at the American political system and, and what's happening here. It's appalling. But let me go back in time a little bit to Nazi Germany. You, you know, you have your your own family affected by that. But you look at what how the whole propaganda you was labeling Jews as less than human, subhuman. That's what's happened in France. Same same. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you just read my mind. Less than a dog, uh, yeah. not just less than human, less than a dog. You know, that's exactly what I, what I was thinking of. You know, I was going to say, you know, and then you, you just, just said it right. It, it's taken us back to the 30s and the 40s when the a Jewish life was basically a Jewish person was considered vermin or, or, or subhuman. And what do you do to vermin? You exterminate vermin. So now, uh, and, and this is this is what I document to an extent because it always, every day there's more. But this is what I've been documenting in my book new anti-semitism the um uh, end times anti-semitism because i believe and it started in 2012 the killing of the jews again in 2012 in the south of france when a rabbi and three student jewish day school were killed by a muslim young man and then of course the 2015 uh terrorist attack in a supermarket the hyper uh, kosher supermarket with four kill on a friday afternoon and then in between that and uh, Sarah Halimi in 2018, actually it was after Sarah Halimi, Mireille Knoll, a 95-year-old Holocaust survivor, was killed in her apartment uh, by, a, by a Muslim man in, in uh, Sarah Halimi. And so now we're seeing the killing of the Jewish people again uh, becoming, uh, becoming a thing. And that's where I think uh, 
Uh, that, that's where I think we are. We are approaching a, 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 a tremendous time of, of persecution for the Jews. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I don't know who said that, but, you know, when they come for the Jews, they don't stop at the Jews. You know, Christians are going to be in the pack, too, at some point. Yeah, I think Christians, the, the Bible believing Christians are being moved into the front of the line right now. This is my thinking is because those who truly believe in the Bible stand uh, with Israel and stand in the way of things happening against Jews. Hence, you're on programs with James Cadiz and myself. You're at our prophecy conferences coming up in June in Huntington Beach, California. These are all people that are like-minded and they understand the support of Israel and the Jewish people. And I'm watching the narrative right now is labeling evangelicals as bad citizens. You're a bad person. And I believe that the enemy of our souls knows to get at the Jewish people. You're going to have to you're going to have to deal with the 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 genuine Bible believing Christian. There's a lot of people who say they're Christian, but they don't really believe the Bible. But those who truly do stand in the way because we support Israel and the Jewish people, because God has a covenant with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. It's an eternal covenant. It's a forever covenant. And hence, because this is what God says, therefore, this is what we do. And so the enemy of our souls knows that. But at the same time, I'm watching. So I'm watching what's going on with this persecution of Jews, which definitely is tracking up. It's happening with both a Jew and, and, and a believer in Christ. It's happening with both. It's tracking up the rhetoric yes. that is tracking up. But you look at Jews who... Uh, go back to World War II, trying to escape the areas of Europe where you had the, the threats coming from Hitler wanting to go to Israel. They weren't even, even allowed to enter the land of Israel at that time. There, it was very and, limited. Uh, listen, there, yeah. And, 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 you know, uh, you know, I was talking about that with James yesterday. Uh, or was it with James? or, or uh, no, James was talking with you about it. Now, but, <laughs> or maybe, or maybe talking at me. <laughs> uh, poor James, love him. Uh, but uh, there was a lot going on at, during the, during World War II, where in the, you know the the U.S. administration, not to badmouth you know the U.S. president, but FDR was not exactly the most uh, friendly to the no, Jews back then. He in was not. Days. And there's a lot. There's a lot he could have done to make things better and quicker and, and come to remediation and, 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 and stop the Holocaust. And, and so there was a lot, you know, every time you look back at the Holocaust, you, you see several groups of people, the, the victims, the perpetrators, and the bystanders, the people that don't want to get involved. And, and, and fortunately, uh, there's always that. And it, it, it's, it's very sad. And my prayer is that, you know, you're talking about Christians and Jews, you know, you know, uh, you know, almost on equal footing. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry for you, Tom, because you're a Bible believing uh, Christian who also loves the Jews. So you've got two targets on you. Yeah. Well, praise Lord. This is what's going to happen. That day is coming when we will stand before the Lord. And I want to make sure that I'm found faithful. And that's what matters. And what's happening now is people are more worried what other people think of them than they are what God thinks of them. Listen, it's, it's if people would focus on what God thinks and judgment day coming, uh, the, the fear of man brings a snare. But the fear of God is, is wisdom and life. And, um, Absolutely. Okay, and, that, and that, that's why we that's why we keep an eye on what's going on in Israel with the Jewish people because this is truly 
the barometer of, 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 of the end days, of the end times, you know, keep an eye on Israel, keep an eye on Israel, keep an eye on the sky, because, you know, we might not even finish this broadcast, the rapture could take place. I'd be pretty happy about that. So, but with <laughs> this, so we look at World War II, Jews weren't allowed to go to Israel much of the time. They just, there were limits, people were, Jews trying to escape were sent back to Europe to face persecution and slaughter. And, and some Jews obviously were able to migrate to, uh, to Israel. But you look at today, it's a very similar dynamic. We have anti-Semitism. Obviously, we've been talking about that. Your article, excellent article. Um, they can get on both newantisemitism.com and hopeforourtimes.com. Uh, so we see it increasing in Canada, many parts of Europe, even in the United States. Okay, here's the problem. So Jews, many Jews are saying, I want to go back to Israel. I want to go back to Israel, the land of Israel. But the problem is when they go back to Israel, they're discovering, wait a minute, they're not wanted there. You have the BDS movement. You have the threats from Iran. And speaking of the BDS movement, uh, I know you know this person. This article coming out of Israel, written by Daniel Greenfield, uh, says Biden picks BDS activists as assistant secretary for human rights. When Airbnb began boycotting the homes of Jews living in those parts of Israel claimed by Islamic terrorists, the Jewish communities of the United States rallied against the dot-com. Uh, Sarah Margon, however, stood against the Jewish communities and with the Airbnb uh, boycott. Airbnb, this is a quote from her, Airbnb to remove listings in Israeli settlements of Occupy West Bank. Uh, thanks Airbnb for showing some good leadership here. Other companies should follow suit. Airbnb is playing a role by supporting the settlement real estate infrastructure. They're perpetuating an, e, uh, an illegal activity. She ranted, and then she said this, there's no way for a company to do business and settlements without violating the laws of occupation. And uh, this is the lady that went after Airbnb, and Airbnb obviously capitulated. Uh, they stopped renting to the Israeli-occupied uh, settlements. And this article says that's the woman that Biden picked as his assistant secretary of state for democracy, human rights and labor. So we look at what's going on there. So in World War II, it was against the Jews, anti-Semitism in Europe and what happened in the land of Israel and the world against the Jewish people. Even then, anti-Semitism is still here. It's increasing. Jews not allowed to live in the land of Israel, BDS movement, Biden administration, these kind of people. But there's a list of people in the current administration that yeah, are I mean, anti-Israel. I, I, I would say, you know, Tom, I would say that Jews not allowed to live in the land of Israel. I, I, I don't know that I would put it this I mean, it, you know, Jew, a Jew can always go back under the law of return and make aliyah, but but uh, things are not going to be simple. Life is difficult in Israel, uh, and and the BDS movement, I don't think, uh, you know, uh, is just going after the Jews in Israel. It's really uh, it's it's really going after the Jews wherever it can. Especially, it's it's really big in 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 the U.S. Uh, and 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 uh, you know, right now, and the the. The, the thing that I see happening in the last few years is that um, the U.S. government now, we're seeing a shift from people being uh, the, the, the anti-Israel, pro-BDS, pro-Palestinian narrative uh, uh, government official. It was more of an ideological uh, uh, level, and now it's become operational. 
don't know if you, if, if you know what I mean by that. You know, it was ideological. This is the way we think. This is I think that Israel is occupying the land. I think I think that Israel is 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 you know killing Palestinians. They're uh, human rights uh, violators. All those things that people would say. This is what we believe. This is wrong. They would be vocal about it. But now these people, or some of these plus some others, are being put in government. So now it's going from ideological to operational. They are now making decisions in a U.S. government pro or against Israel. And in the case of the people that uh, we're about to name, they're all against Israel. You know, you have the squad, you have uh, uh, Aliana, first name is Aliana Priestley, uh, uh, AOC, uh, Rashida Talib, Ilan Omar. And then you have the, uh, he, he started as a uh, uh, congressman in, uh, I think in Minnesota, and now he is the attorney general, Keith Ellison. Oh yeah, forgot about Keith Ellison. he's been there for almost 10 years now. Yeah. He was sworn in on the Quran. Yeah. Like, 10 years ago. I remember that. I forgot about him. And then you've got this new, this new, this, this new woman that you just mentioned. And then uh, you don't want to forget uh, uh, um, Adi Hamir, uh, Adi Hamir, who was um, also uh, appointed uh, by the Biden administration a few weeks ago as the Assistant Secretary of State for Jewish Palestinian, uh, Israeli Palestinian Affairs. Yeah. And a guy who was frankly in favor of Hamas and the Intifada. And he's going to be uh, an unbiased person for the Middle East. Yeah. Well, excuse he, me. Yeah, he, he's he's a, he's a Hamas. I, I mean, some things you read, you almost think. I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking, is he some kind of undercover Hamas operative? Some of the things that he does, but it appears that Hamas has a friend in the White House. And you're looking at this, going, that's the way I would interpret it. When I look at uh, the BDS movement and it, Jews not being allowed to live in Israel, I guess I look at it from a broader perspective, where Iran constantly threatens the lives of Jewish people in, in Israel, um, remove the Jews from the land from the from the uh, sea to the what is it from the uh, uh, river to the sea from the river from the river to the sea yeah from the river to yeah. s- to the sea uh, from the Euphrates the, to the Mediterranean yeah. all of Israel it's, it's eliminate the Jews from that land so it's all of Israel so that's a BDS uh, chant um, Iran, their leadership in Iran uh, constantly says this. So when I look at it, I look at it from that perspective. And then I look at it from the U.S. administration having these people that now this is this is it, it looks like policy for a lack of other terms. And then you have this article, which I already quoted from the Jerusalem Post. Will Biden sacrifice Israel over Iran? And I think the way it looks is it will, and it, everything is going that way. I think. I think it's it, it it's the modern day version of the appeasement that we saw with uh, Chamberlain and during during the war when yeah. when he tried to appease Hitler, telling like you know we, we talk if we talk reason with him maybe things will will get better. And of course, you know, yeah. being in history now, we look back, we see what happened. You cannot reason with with madness, with 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 evil. You cannot reason with evil, and and I think right now the uh, current U.S. Uh, administration is trying to appease uh, Iran and trying to appease uh, uh, Islam in general. 
And uh, you know, what's fascinating to me, I don't know if you know that term, but uh, uh, you know, you, if you talk to people about, uh, about uh, the, the uh, uh, Islam in America, uh, they'll tell you, well, you know, what a good, a good organization is CARE, the Council for American Islamic yeah. Relations. They're moderate, they're trying to bridge the gap and, and, and they have this facade of being open to help. And, but I don't know if you know that in 1928, the Muslim Brotherhood was born which is, you know, basically almost like a, you know, a terrorist organization. And then the Muslim Brotherhood founded Hamas, I believe, in 1994 or 1987. In 1994, two gentlemen from Hamas started CARE. So CARE goes wow. back to the Muslim Brotherhood. Yeah. Been- I have all the dates on a, on a, yeah. on a little chart. Yeah. Muslim Brotherhood, Hamas, and care. And so care. it looks like care, you know, so this is appeasement. We're looking yeah. at appeasement. It's even the name, even though the spelling, the acronym is different than cares and caring in English. It's still the, the thought is there. And I'll hear people mention care and say, look, this is a radical organization. And you're looking at it in, in uh, I'm thinking I, I had a, a, um, a, an association with somebody who was part of a church and it turned out this part of a Christian church, they were f- helping to fund care. And they ended up getting arrested by the FBI. This is several years ago. I'm thinking it was about 10 years ago. And you look at these things, go, it's radical organization. So when you look at it, it's anti-Israel, anti-Jew. Uh, we know that the enemy wants to get rid of the Jews because if he can get rid of the Jews, then Yeshua can't fulfill the promise that he's going to return. And the, and the Jewish people are going to say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And in this, we also have... These are also reminders of Bible prophecy being fulfilled. God will gather the Jew back to the land in the last days from the north, south, east, and west. Regardless of opposition, it is happening. Zechariah chapter 12 tells us, God says, Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all the surrounding peoples when they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall happen in that day. I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples. All who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces, which concerns me, seems to be what's happening with America right now with our, as I look at things. And though all the nations of the earth are gathered against it. So we look at that. We look at Ezekiel chapter 38. No one's going to be there to support Israel on that day. But I believe, Olivier, when I look at this, especially when you read chapter 39 of Ezekiel and you follow through with the rest of chapter 12 of Zechariah, God wants to be glorified because in both passages, God's name is glorified through his people, the Jew, and it will happen. You were you were reading Zechariah twelve, which is a great, very powerful chapter. But you stopped at verse nine. Would yeah. you please re- read verse ten for for my benefit, so I can be encouraged? Oh yeah, and I will pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look upon me, whom they pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son, and grieve for him. This is speaking of the Lord as one grieves for a firstborn. Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10. And that, that day is coming. That day is coming. It's in the future. I believe it's, uh, it's you know, it's uh, it's going to take place at the end of the seven-year uh, time of Jacob's yeah. trouble, the great tribulation. And uh, it, it, it is in the future. But, 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 but the, what we're seeing put in place right now is, as I told you the other day, I think we did that in a, in a previous podcast, 
the one prophecy that we actually say, you know, this got fulfilled, you know, in 1948, this, that. But the one prophecy that we know it, we're living through it right now is the return of the Jews in unbelief. Yeah. There's no question that this is a bib- biblical uh, event, a Bible prophecy that we are yeah. witnessing with our very eyes. Amen. How much longer is it going to be? I don't know. And, and frankly, Tom, I'm, I'm beginning to wonder if God is not using anti-Semitism to make that happen. Yeah. He's not he's not the creator of anti-Semitism, but he's allowing anti-Semitism like he allowed the Holocaust in in, in the mid 40s, uh, uh, in, in the late 30s and mid 40s uh, to happen. And there is a, there is a correlation between the Holocaust and the rebirth of Israel. I'm not saying that yeah. that the Holocaust was only for Israel to be reborn, but there is a connection somewhere. There is. And, and there's probably a connection between the the the, the resurgence of, of, of anti-Semitism globally and the uh, the return of the Jews to Israel. Because let me let me put it this way: uh, I take my family for for example, my whole life, my parents had no desire to go to Israel. Most of the Western uh, Europe, Western civilization, Amer- uh, American Jews, European Jews, very comfortable where they are. Very comfortable. They have they have assets. They have money. They have property. They don't want to go to Israel. Life is going to be hard. Yeah. So how is God going to pluck him out to bring him back to the land? Yeah. Well, Make maybe you were allowed to be through anti-Semitism. Well, you know, and th- isn't this a, the story? This is the history of the Jew. Also, you go back all the way to Genesis with Joseph. What happens? Joseph is sold into slavery by his own brothers, and then Joseph, chapter f- uh, fifty of Genesis. Joseph says to his brothers, you men are for evil, but God meant it for good that he would save many people. It's that same concept that people mean these things for evil against the Jew, but God means them for good because he is going to save his people. That is what's going to happen. And in the process, we know from Ezekiel 39, Zechariah 12 and other passages, God will get glorified because Israel isn't going to be able to turn to any other nation and say, wow, look what America did or look what they did for us. No, God's going to get the glory because God is going to save many people no matter how evil the world means it. The BDS movement, the current current things that are happening in America, the current things that are happening in France, in Canada, throughout the world, God means it for good and God will save his people just like he did from the beginning and then you you know you know i that verse in genesis 50 uh, chapter 50 verse 20 is one of my three favorite passage in genesis you know 12 3 being another one and the the part in 15 about the given of the land and then 50 20 you meant it for evil but god meant it for good it's such a powerful end of the story uh and you know when you think about genesis the first 11 chapters speak of mankind and the next 39 chapters speak of the Jewish people in great detail. Yeah. So do you think God is, is spending, yeah. uh, you know, he's spending a lot more time telling us what's going to happen with Israel. And, 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 you know, it, we, we can add to that, the, the fact that, uh, regardless of what's happening and then we need to be involved as Christians, we need to be involved in helping our Jewish friends, but regardless of what's happening in, um, Jeremiah 31, 35 through 37, God promises never to destroy Israel and never to allow it to be destroyed either way. So there's a promise that he's not going to renege on his covenant, not to renege on his promises. And, and, and that's, that should be encouraging to us, but we have to be involved. We have to speak up. We have to continue doing what we do, telling people what's happening, connecting the dots for them. Amen. 
Thank you very much. And by the way, Olivier, you are going to be speaking in Huntington Beach with me I, in yes. June. You are. I, 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 am I still invited? You're, st- <laughs> you're on the list. It's going to be exciting. Olivia yes. Melnick will be in Huntington Beach if you haven't signed up for the Prophecy Conference yet. I think there's about 50 spaces left. Not a lot, but uh, you can go to hopeforourtimes.com and uh, click on events and, and register there. You can see all the different speakers. You're going to be super blessed if you've never uh, been in a conference before, or never been in a conference with Olivier speaking. Uh, you're going to be absolutely blessed. You'll be able to actually talk to Olivier, too, and see the, uh, the different uh, things that he has available. Olivier, but right now you have some excellent books that are out there. Um, and then uh, we did a DVD um, on uh anti-Semitism. And what I loved about that DVD that, that we did, I got to ask you questions. You had all the answers. But you walked us, anybody watches it, through history from 2,000 years ago right on up to today. And right. I learned so many things uh, doing that series with you. It was just fantastic. I would encourage anybody to pick that up. Listen, the, the understanding that you're going to get is only going to deepen your understanding of God and His Word. Uh, but you also have several other things that are available, uh, several other books that are available, right? Right. Well, I have my uh, my book on, on, on uh, End Times Anti-Semitism and my uh, little booklet that I uh, I just uh, put out recently on uh, The Time Is Now, seven, uh, seven Things Christians Can Do to Help Their Jewish Friends, which is uh, an important book that is available on my website, newantisemitism.com or on Amazon. Uh, but also, I'm starting to put a lot of those teachings that you and I do, that I do with James, you know, little things. I'm putting, I'm, I'm starting to populate my uh, my YouTube channel. So if you have not subscribed to my YouTube channel, I, re- I, I invite you to do that because there's going to be a lot on BDS, a lot of the you know, meaning of Palestine. Stein, replacement theology, all those things that, that we talk about every time we get together. I want it to be available for people to go and share with their friends as well. Yeah. Terrific. And the name of your YouTube again is? It's, you look for Olivia Melnick. That's basically Olivia, Olivia Melnick, Melnick on YouTube. That is yeah. fantastic. Uh, listen, you're going to be absolutely blessed by all of Olivier's, uh, everything he has to share. So go to his YouTube, Olivier Melnick, and also to his website, newantisemitism.com. Uh, thank you, Olivier, for joining us. And may the Lord, who knows, with the, maybe, maybe tonight, maybe tonight he will call us home. Who knows? If not who tonight, knows? maybe you know, tomorrow. I did a recording uh, before you with uh, Dr. Andy Woods, and we did a series on the rapture. And we were jokingly saying, we hope we can finish it before the rapture. And we took about an hour and a half talking about the rapture and all the scriptures and everything. And we were so blessed that uh, by the end, we had, you know, we we're still here. So the rapture could happen any time, but uh, it, who knows? It I could mean, happen at any time. You finished your video. So that's, that's right. <laughs> hey, thank you very much for joining me today. Great seeing you, Olivier. I will talk to you very soon, amigo. Talk to you next time. All right. God bless. Shalom. God bless. Shalom. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.